That is that is some good wiener. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Skycast. Again, we are attempting again. <laughs> uh, for the first time in a while. Doing a second podcast directly after a first podcast. Sometimes we get those pod feels so right, and we're like hitting it right on the nerve. Mm -hmm. And that even though we wrap up one episode, we look each other in the eye, and there's an electricity and a magnetism and sparks that fly between us as souls. And we both know, hey, we might be able to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and this one we could do anything. Like the last one, I kind of had everything all set up with, um, you know, I I stole from Anthony Jeselnik. I was like, I I wanna, what did what was our last week like? And like the idea mm-hmm. of that segment is we're gonna update people mm-hmm. about um, right up top what has transpired since the last podcast. Yeah. And today I took a leak. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you played some gorgeous guitar, and uh, we sat back down. Yeah, and that's it. Do we have content for you? Probably not. Probably not. But check out the <laughs> check out that timestamp. <laughs> that's what we got for you. I want to start this one off with like a bit of a personal story, you know. Okay. Uh, get us going. So you know me, and I love sound. Yeah, I love to record. Yeah, uh, we had that microphone that we attached to a chopstick and we interviewed the likes of Bing Chen and Lloyd Kaufman at yeah. Con, uh, Astronomicon yeah. a couple years ago. I just love doing that. And lately, I've been experimenting with collecting as much sound as possible. Mm-hmm. And the other day, I went to Steve's liquor store and I had a recorder on me, but I also had a wire on me. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I like where this is going. Okay. <laughs> so I was wearing a wire. <laughs> and I went to Steve, Steve's liquor store, and the whole time I was like nervous because I was wearing a wire. I, I had my little pocket recorder and mm-hmm. my little lavalier mic, and mm-hmm. I attached my lavalier mic to the inside of my jacket and my my recorder in the inside pocket there. So all the all the wiring and all their equipment was in my left breast kind of area yeah i went to steve's and a normal transaction and like the entire time i was kind of talking to myself mm-hmm. you know pretending i was browsing <laughs> i was like oh here's the corona okay yep yeah, yeah here's the wine and uh here's the craft beer okay so which craft beer do i want today he's got oh i guess i'll pick this and i do that and mm-hmm. i get through and i leave and leaving steve's liquor I see my buddy coming at me, mm-hmm. and he tells me this most harrowing story about his day, <laughs> and I'm still wearing a wire. <laughs> nice. So, like, I get like this most, like, as an audio collector, mm-hmm. like I was thrilled the whole time he was telling me <laughs> his story about his terrible day. <laughs> He's got a big dumb grin on your face. <laughs> I did. He's telling me about the worst day of his life. I was like, go on, go on. <laughs> oh, please, more. Oh, no, it's a treat. Trust me. <laughs> and uh, so he told me all about his day. He got pulled over for nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and uh, he, he, he punched his steering wheel and hurt his hand about it, and uh, his, his heat's not working at his place, and... You know, just all sorts of bad stuff. And to top it off, he has to work from Wi-Fi at home. So he goes to Cafe 1923. And he's at Cafe 1923. And he goes in and no one's wearing a mask. And he's like, all right. And he goes to order coffee. The barista, it's this dude. And he says, look, we need to be wearing masks here. We can't have masks, unmasked patrons here Mm -hmm. when we're ordering. Okay, fine. Picks it out of his pocket, puts it on, and he sits down. He gets to work. Nobody else in the place has a mask on, and he's there for three, four hours. Mm-hmm. People come and go. None of them are wearing masks, and none of them get the speech. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy that got the speech. Mm. 
out of the entire th- and he's this is like the most liberal guy you'll ever know yeah so like you wouldn't you, like he, it's not like he's walking in with like a MAGA hat and like a Budweiser <laughs> right <laughs> and like 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 breathing in people's faces like a right he, it was like this curbier and like the, the 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 seething rage in this man's voice telling me this story mm-hmm. the entire time and like the fact I was collecting it <laughs> with my wiretap <laughs> I was just so thrilled and i know i'm never gonna use that mm-hmm. because it's just it's just a guy he's just a friend telling me his story but i'm like how raw and real and esoteric is this this Damn. is perfect but instead i had to tell you the story that i do have an audio and there's a tape yeah <laughs> but you don't get to know about it only limited details yeah so how many times have you recorded me I've never. And I know without that's hard my, to believe. Without my knowledge, yeah. It's hard to believe, but I've never. And, I, and like, because I've only experimented with, like, doing, like, the wire. <laughs> 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 Going to Steve's or something like that for two reasons. One, mm-hmm. Steve's is a 12-minute trip. Yeah. So it's easy to review it. Because, mm-hmm. like, I see where your mind's going. It's like, how many times have you visited my house for a wire? <laughs> and, like, visiting your house is, like, a four or five-hour fucking ordeal. Right. I'm not going to be wearing it like on my skin taped to me with duct tape. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of audio to review, I suppose. It's, it's so much audio to review. <laughs> and most of it's just Sam Neill being like, got to light another one. <laughs> I've never recorded you. And that was the first time I've ever recorded anybody I knew without their discretion. Yeah. But it was really hard to interrupt someone's like, <laughs> I'm wearing a wire. Is it okay? <laughs> Dude, I want you to finish your story, but I'm totally narking right now. Please don't say anything illegal. In any case, Michigan, legally, you don't have to tell anybody. As long as you, as long as you're part of the recording, you don't yeah. have to tell people. It's public on the street, right? Yeah, it's on the street. <laughs> Journalism. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life. Nice. And uh, it leads me to a question I read on the internet that's kind of open-ended. If, without being detected, you could spy electronically for the next month and watch anyone, anywhere, anytime, like a fly on the wall, Mm -hmm. would you? And who would you pick? Or why wouldn't you if you're so moral? But honestly, I want to know who you'd spy on. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't. uh, Just because, yeah, it's... uh... (laughs) Just to put it on record, you wouldn't. But... (laughs) I was thinking just now, um, when you were taking a piss and I was uh, fiddling around with your your guitar, that it might have been kind of cool to record you pissing and run it through a delay pedal (laughs) (laughs) and see if it synced up with what I was playing. (laughs) See if you could get the key of the piss. So, yeah, I just... I wouldn't spy on any particular person. I would just have an audio feed in your bathroom. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. You would get a lot of great audio. <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> You'd be like, what's that? <laughs> a lot of that. I could be your snare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the found sound audio kind mm-hmm. of thing. I, I, would, I would approve of that. I wouldn't mind being spied on for somebody's found sound project. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of spying I would endorse. Of course, it's hard to like sign away your entire like speaking rights within a place. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of like placing the bug mm-hmm. and then asking for consent to to draw the data. <laughs> like it should be legal to place a bug that records things, mm-hmm. but you can't retrieve the data without consent. Mm-hmm. That way, you can get naturalistic data. Right. You know, yeah. Because if if I knew you were gathering my piss stream mm-hmm. for your delay pedal, I'd be like, "This is flat. I needed to go drink some more." <laughs> <laughs> and I and wait till you got some real boomers going. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like dancing on the way to the bathroom, <laughs> being like, "Oh, we're getting the 
getting the falsetto tonight. <laughs> I think it's, as far as that's concerned, it's like that Heisenberg observer's uncertainty principle or mm-hmm. however it goes. You gotta, you gotta be careful. But, you know, Michigan, you don't have to, as long as you're, you couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You couldn't play the recorder <laughs> yeah. in my bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you were always in my bathroom. <laughs> in which case, it would be fine. Mm. So you would, wow, you would spy on me in my bathroom. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I uh, anticipated that answer to your question. I was like thinking, yeah. look, you'd want to like, because I'd kind of like want to see. I bet Donald Trump murmurs to himself, like, yeah. the truth about his little operations. Maybe I don't. I don't want to hear anything else about that man for the rest of my life. And you know he has long shits. Yeah, you know he's a long shitter. I could tell a long shitter a mile away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of all that, and of all bathrooms, it's mine. You want to sample from? No, it was just yeah apropos. Yeah, I mean it's the only one that's not creepy to really name, right? Because <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe David's bathroom. I feel like that would be a Maybe. good one. Yeah. I bet he talks to himself more than he thinks he does. I bet. You know. <laughs> if it's not going on internally, it's got to be going on externally, right? Yeah, I bet it's, I bet he's just I bet he's just an open book in his <laughs> <laughs> All of the thoughts are coming out perfectly and without judgment. Mm-hmm. Like I bet he doesn't understand the value of his thoughts in the bathroom. And he will one day. He will. Trust me. He will. I got him as a gift mm-hmm. for Christmas. A little notepad that he can hang in his shower where he can write on the notepad. Because oh. he keeps telling me he has these thoughts in the shower. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, write on this waterproof piece of paper. And that's his <laughs> Christmas present. Hell yeah. Yeah. But he's got to get through an hour and forty-five minutes of spoilers <laughs> before he gets before he gets spoiled mm-hmm. on podcasting. Yeah. So, and then when, once that happens, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. You know, like, fuck it. He's earned that spoiler. He's earned that spoiler, and then I'll know when he's reached this point. I like to place little, little, little trigger points, <laughs> <laughs> so I know when people are listening. <laughs> You know, and that's life. Yeah, that's life. I want to know when people are listening. I want to know when people are recording me. But at the same time, I'm going to be recording people, and you should just assume <laughs> I'm recording you. Yeah. For my grand project, where I document my entire life. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> We're interacting. I'm recording you one way or another, in my mind or in my wire. <laughs> <laughs> episode title in my mind or in my wife <laughs> that's so true i mean i guess that's like that's like the moral way to live right is you assume you're being recorded in some way either in your no, own uh, right or you act in a way that you it wouldn't be a problem i suppose yeah like we're on recording right now so we're all on our best behavior right with our speech and stuff <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to say immoral things, mm. even though I, I tend to, I think. At least accidentally. I will say everything that you find in my catalog of speaking that is, you know, poor in judgment, total accident. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me. I'm just saying words, cutting them up. I feel like we do pretty well about not being, like, terrible. I'm pretty sure I haven't been terrible. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm sure we've said stupid things. I know I've said stupid things, but uh, that's that's the main problem. Yeah, but not. I like, know I've said dumb things. Not like the worst things. I can imagine, like, if I were to have to run for president because I'm the only guy for the job today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like this might be a barrier to that. It might be a barrier. People might be like, "Look, this guy said on Scottcast once that Hitler." He just mentioned Hitler. Like, do you think he's a Nazi? <laughs> Why would anyone but a Nazi mention Hitler? Mm-hmm. Food for thought. Yeah. Have you ever mentioned Hitler? On cast, probably. I, I feel like we had some conversations about 
like killing baby Hitler and whether I would or not. Yeah. And I think I declined to kill baby Hitler. Very Nazi of you. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what a Nazi would say. <laughs> so I suppose if you want to take it that way, yeah. <laughs> Nazi? <laughs> Thank God we already have an episode title. <laughs> That would totally have been in. Yeah, no, I had hope for diverting Hitler from his atrocities. Oh, yeah, yeah. you wanted to take him into your tutelage. Yeah, yeah. gonna rehabilitate him, hopefully. A little, little, I mean, or just habit, habit, habituate him. Yeah. Because at that point, he's not fucked up yet. If not, also, like, there's the, the paradigm of a, uh, or paradox of like, what if you fuck with the past and how does it affect the future? And maybe, maybe things would be worse. It's hard to imagine that, but like, we don't know what how, how things would play out differently. Yeah. Like if Hitler didn't get... Years. There was still like rampant anti-Semitism across most of the world. Like someone was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And hope, I mean, maybe they would have been less uh, efficient at it and that would have been better... Maybe I don't know. Maybe they've been more efficient. Hitler maybe was just been, a yeah. failed artist. That's maybe true. that was maybe that was the grace of fate right there. Yeah. <laughs> that a failed artist had to fucking orchestrate it. <laughs> Could be better him than like Henry Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Henry Ford was the chancellor of Nazi Germany. I think he was an anti-Semite. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> he saw way more Fords. Yeah. I'll just put it. Oh, way more Model T's. <laughs> So there you go. Wow. I don't know what we did there. <laughs> but I hope it doesn't get eclipsed. Maybe Detroit would have context. been the epicenter of the Holocaust instead of fucking Holy Germany. Shit. <laughs> it could have been, I guess. <laughs> oh, I was going to switch places geographically and somehow that made it better. <laughs> but like... No. But just saying it could have happened here. Wow, way worse. But also very true and wise. Yeah. It could have happened here. It could have. It could have happened anywhere. We keep making fun of Germans and their bratwurst and their Lederhosen and their anti-Semitism. <laughs> but there's a lot of anti-Semitism to show around. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I don't have a problem with bratwurst. I don't have a problem with bratwurst at all. I will have bratwurst with a Hawaiian sweet bun. And I don't know if that's sacrilege. But cook that up in a pan with a little little oil to burn it. Mm. Yeah. That is, that is some good wiener. And I know the clip for the fucking episode. See, I'm glad we did the second episode. <laughs> it's way better than the first episode. It's way better. <laughs> what did it take? I don't know. It's because well, we've got more booze in us. Oh, okay. We'll check into macro factors, see how exactly how much. <laughs> and we'll know next pod. Mm. We've got to wait till that yeah. to start. But maybe we need a burner pod. Maybe. You know? That would be cool. I would love like to do Scott Cast like like we're trained athletes that mm-hmm. doing the science, doing the macro counts, like macro factor, you know. And yeah. and so we find out that our best pods, we do a burner pod, and then we do a, a pod after that. Yeah, and that pod's the best pod. So we always do a burner pod. So there's an entire show of just burner shows, mm-hmm. and like <laughs> that's available if you want it. Yeah. Before that, it's uh, uh, the entire thing. It's just like, yeah, the, the main feed, mm-hmm. I should say. So yeah. on Patreon, we got the burner shows, this double the shows. But on the main feed, we always do the second show. Put it got on. the appetizer in the main course. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. Good. We could. We just need an audience to sell it to. <laughs> <laughs> but we could start uh, performing that way, though, without an audience. We could. You just absolve to, like, do... A burner show that goes into some crazy archive first. Yeah. And then prepare to do a whole entire second hour. I mean, I, apparently I need to just expect to be recorded anytime we hang out. Honestly, <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> Anything could be a burner show. If I'm wearing bulky clothing, <laughs> it's very possible I'm recording you. But it's a very simple, it's a very simple thing you do. It's, you get, here's the microphone. Mm-hmm. See, the, the, felt tore off of it yeah and you keep most of it actually still in the pouch mm-hmm. so you have the recorder and that's the size of a, a pack of gum and you and you and you take the lavalier plug it in 
put the rest of the cable in the pouch, place it like this, mm -hmm. like that. Does it pick up through a coat? It picks up through a coat. Wow. The the only real problem is rustling of the coat. Yeah. If you're moving about a lot. If so, if you see me like just like pointing at my nipple. <laughs> Yeah. You might be being recorded. Mm -hmm. You know, this tips for people are wearing a wire. If someone's pointing their nipple at you and not rustling their coat a lot, odds are they're wearing a wire. <laughs> like, imagine, like, in Staten Island, this fucking podcast blows up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, these guys got good tips. <laughs> <laughs> A little silly for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> but then they start talking about wires. <laughs> Genius stuff. <laughs> FBI and uh, informants. Mm -hmm. We could evolve the entire wire game. Take it from checkers to chess, bitch. <laughs> so we got some got some other weird news, if you're into it. Yeah. You've you've got smart devices in your home. Yes. Like you've got the you got the hey Google. Yep. And uh so you say it. You say, hey, Google, and like, do you do, do you ask it to do like crazy things or is it just like general information searches? What do you, what do you ask Google? I, uh, I mean, I use it a lot for like timers when I'm cooking stuff. Sometimes I'll ask it to play media for me. Okay. Um, it doesn't do a great job sometimes. So sometimes I ask it to fuck off. <laughs> oh, you do. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> You're going to love this story. <laughs> a different device, Alexa. Yeah. But uh, there was a child, and it was asking Alexa to uh, do some games, and they decided on a game of Truth or Dare. Mm -hmm. And guess what Alexa told the child to do? Dared it to eat a Tide Pod? Or like stick a finger in a, an electrical socket or some shit. Oh, stick a finger in an electrical socket, you say? Yeah. Okay. This is what it said. <laughs> it asked a 10-year-old daughter or child, girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To stick a fork between the prongs of a toaster. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly what you said, really. The second guess is what you get. <laughs> I would say that works. <laughs> yeah. So it was like... Do something that will electrocute you. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, the kid did not do it. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> Smart know, kid. Uh, put that out there right in front straight. But uh, yeah, that ex that happened. And it makes you wonder, how do they program these AI mm -hmm. assistants? You know? Like, because there's no way for the idea of, like, do a challenge. Some nerd was like, electrocute yourself. Yeah, I bet they won't do that. <laughs> They're not going to make fun of Alexa no more. <laughs> Somebody suing Jeffrey Bezos then? I don't know. I, I imagine someone's suing something. Yeah. I mean, it would be absurd not that's, to sue. That's a problem, yeah. And like, how many times has that search been pulled out? I imagine at fucking Amazon right now, like Jeff Bezos has a magnet and he's running it across hard drives. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, I mean, they're going to get away with it just just fine. Of course. Worst case scenario, they, they, they pay they pay a little pittance. Mm -hmm. But that does come to mind. It's like, do you think we can trust these these AI things? Uh, no, not really. Like, why are they why are they telling you I've to electrocute yourself? I've seen too many sci-fi movies from the 80s to trust AI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen Arnold Schwarzenegger's ass. That's right. <laughs> Kids these days, they don't remember that ass. <laughs> they, don't, they don't remember that ass. <laughs> I just think of him as a governor. <laughs> Before he was a governor, he was a nice ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's always been the concern with AI. And it's happening. And, I mean, we've... We've overestimated concerns before with, like, Y2K and, like, remember, are all our computers going to explode because couldn't tell time or <laughs> understand... Uh, I feel like dates. that was like, that was like, there's no way it was as bad as people. I remember it being bad, but I also remember it being made fun of a lot. Yeah. Cause it was, it was, computers weren't smart at that time. They were, it was just numbers. It didn't mean anything. They weren't interpreting what they were uh, calculating. 
Yeah, so it's like... Like, maybe computers nowadays would have a problem with that. That is kind of cute, though, that, like, an entire, like, generation of people thought computers would have an existential crisis. (laughs) 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 It's like, I know what I felt like when I turned 30. (laughs) So, I mean, that... That may have been more believable today that they would get confused, but probably still not even so. Like, yeah, yeah like, what's um, the... But, like, certainly the advancement of technology in the last 20 years has been, like, pretty exponential. Yeah. Compared to where we were then. I think it's Pascal's Law or something like that, yeah. where supercomputers, like, although that's slowing down, but, like... Uh, where supercomputers like quadrupled or quintupled in power every X seconds. Or yeah. Something. We've got these devices and they're coming in at us. But wouldn't that be great if like all we needed to do to defeat them was like change our calendar system? Right. That's <laughs> all we needed to do. <laughs> just, just put some alpha, put some like crazy Greek letters into the year. Yeah. Make it, make it like David Foster Wallace, Infinite Jest, and just like start sponsoring the years. <laughs> Like, let's do the year of Tide. Let's do it. Yeah. I'd sponsor a year. I'll oh, be yeah. the first to sponsor a year, the year of Scott Cast. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's do year of Scott Cast. This year or like next year? Um, I am not prepared for this year. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to get some t shirts made up at least. 2022, year of Scott Cast. 2023, year of Scott Cast. <laughs> We're going to change the calendar system just to see if we can fuck up computers. That'll do. I never finished Infinite Jest. Yeah, uh, no one's ever finished it. I, st- <laughs> I started it because you said we we're gonna have a book club. I want to do book clubs. And I was like, man, I was like three hundred fifty pages in. You got three hundred fifty pages I into got, that? I got far. Holy shit, dude! I read. Dude, you are a fan. We need to do this now. <laughs> I thought you got like fifty pages in. I got like a good chunk. Holy shit, but, dude! But I mean, it's like twelve hundred pages or some shit. I'm like. It's it's a lot of pages. It's yeah, I mean, but you I'm would, not. I'm way less than halfway, but, but you, I got in there. You got in there. You basically read two novels worth of adventures. <laughs> it's like a it's a five five novel book. Yeah, and you read two novels of it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to where there's a it's like some Quebec uh, police force. I don't know what they were doing. You got far into it. Yeah. Because, like, the idea is, like, uh, Quebec and uh, and Canada is kind of taking over a big portion of the United States and, and some sort of deal or whatever like mm-hmm. that. And they're the ones investigating the the the, the Quebecois terrorism and yeah. shit like that. There's a lot of tennis talk. I don't, I don't know what's and also going tennis. Yeah. <laughs> Like I want to write a book like that. I think everyone wants to. When like you read a book like that, like the thing that propels you through a book like that is the fact that hey, I could write a book like this. <laughs> I just have to say everything I know, put it between two covers. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't know like you dedicated yourself so much. I was to ready it. for the club, man. Holy shit, my dude. <laughs> We need to do it again. It might not have been 350. It might have been like 250, but I, I, got, then, I got in there. No, yeah, that's in there. Yeah. No, I believe you. Because, yeah, if you got to the Quebecois police and stuff like that, where it was getting international and stuff, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you, you, you hear about Hal's weed smoking habit for 100 pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I believe you if you're pulling that detail out. But, uh, man, maybe we should just do it again. It's yeah, like you're already prepared. So like, so you're you're resting on laurels. For I the recall first as, as much as I need to from the first. You would 250 it pages. Would. I can't imagine fresh for solid. <laughs> just just skim through it. Be like, wait, yeah, that was a long sentence. <laughs> <laughs> There's some multi-page sentences in there. Yeah. So I mean, be on the lookout for us doing a book club esque podcast soon, because. I did not realize Ian was that <laughs> excited about it. <laughs> if I knew that, I would have fucking done so much more work for it. <laughs> like, holy shit, I would have had sounds and everything and would have been the greatest David Foster Wallace podcast there were. I've read two Dune novels since then. <laughs> holy shit. Man reads and he doesn't talk about it. <laughs> Which is why I'm trying to put a recommendation segment into the podcast. Yeah. To get some of this shit. What is the last book you've completed? Last book I completed was uh, 
the second Dune book. I don't remember which one it is. Dune Messiah? Dune Messiah? I think that's the one. Okay. Did you like the Dune books? And do you like that? Well, obviously you went through two books. Yeah. But how about that new movie? I like the new movie. Um, It didn't feel like it had a proper ending. It definitely felt like a part one, which it is. Okay. So I, I feel like it's hard to rate it without seeing what comes you see, they're not going to get the hype again up for yeah. it, for a part two. It was a oh, it was real bad timing. <laughs> yeah, because like they they spent all the hype on like this is finally Dune yeah. the way it was supposed to be. I think it was well done. It, it was, was it, pathetic. It was better to watch than the David Lynch version, even though I really love the David Lynch version. I, I read some New Yorker headlines that were like David Lynch version is a masterpiece, and I was like, when did this happen? like this came out and all of a sudden the david lynch version was the masterpiece it's not a good representation of the book okay but it's a david lynch film and that by itself like sort of sort of has also to do with dune okay (laughs) so dune enough yeah (laughs) said david lynch (laughs) The, the only problem i have with the lynch film is like because he called it a failure david lynch he hates it it's his yeah his least favorite of his films yeah I think he handled the first half of the book really well. And the second half it was like real rushed through. Mm, rushed through. And that was the problem. Okay. I don't think he ever actually read the book. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's part of it. But it's it's got like... <laughs> that is some critique comes down the line. It's got your typical like weird David Lynch stuff that like I love about it. It's... it's the Villain Wave one is dark in tone but not in like content necessarily okay and the lynch one is dark in content and not necessarily in tone interesting what do you mean by tone content then um so in the lynch one there's like lots of the harkonnen are made out in the book to be like really deplorable and like kind of committing atrocities towards like children and david lynch illustrates that pretty well Children atrocity? Yeah. Okay. Like, pretty graphically. <laughs> With children. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, not children, but like, young young people. <laughs> They're just dressed up. <laughs> <laughs> like, probably the actors were like 18, but like, <coughs> okay. you know, youths, youthful looking folks and like, terrible things happening to them. And the Harkonnens being kind of like, pervy priests but also like very violent okay right? and violent yeah and and so you get like that dark tone like the in terms of like the palette that's used in the villain wave and like there's like he's just bathing in like what looks like oil and it's like just kind of gross and like dark mood but there's not like that that visceral violence or uh you know get like graphic representations of how horrible this really is Okay. It's more like symbolic and like moody. I do like a good mood. I think it's good. It works for what it is. It it works for like if you want to appeal to a wide audience, <laughs> it's probably a better way to go about it. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, we all do love just straight up imagery of exploitation. <laughs> Especially today. <laughs> Boy, we can't get enough of it. <laughs> But like, yeah, I mean, I think some of the effects haven't aged well from the the Lynch version, but some of them are really good still. I mean, you remember that movie he did where uh, he is a police detective interrogating a monkey? Yes. <laughs> I love it. That was a genius movie. The monkey had a human mouth. <laughs> and it was wonderful. Yeah. So I believe in David Lynch. Mm-hmm. I'll get that t-shirt printed and I'll wear it all day long. I'll wear it to the mall. I'll wear it to the airport. I'll wear it to the president's house. I believe in David Lynch. And I believe uh, this money-spangled HBO new Dune Mm -hmm. was a misfire. They thought they could just portray things as literally as possible. Doing this thing that I've noticed has been happening Mm -hmm. in the media landscape. And it's hard for me to describe. But it's like you ate too much sugar. Like you ate too much candy or too mm-hmm. many chips. Wasn't fully realized in the Lynch version. <laughs> That's fair. 
And I think it, it was an improvement in terms of like telling the story of Dune. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, there's still things I like about the Lynch version. That's fair. So, but uh, I, I watched the new Candyman too. Oh, that was shit. one I was afraid of because I adore the the original. The original Candyman's pretty good. How is the new one? I like it. I think it sticks true to the vision of the original and like takes a new perspective because the original was written by Clive Barker, who is a white man. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. And so all the racial stuff now is from like the black lens. Okay. And it's, it's the same story. It's the Candyman story. Um, but it's like their way of dealing with racial trauma. Like this is a story that repeats if you're, if you're a black person in America, Okay. Like, you know, the black man who dated a white woman and it was consensual and still here he is being like tortured before it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like executed the injustice of it. And they kind of, uh, allude to other injustices throughout the history and like how black people have been treated and how that kind of ties into the, the Candyman story and how the Candyman story is the black story in America. So it's definitely like a uh, apropos. And it had like that, say his name sort of like uh three times. Well, say his name and like say their names, the victims of these travesties. And I know that was a thing. Uh, Arbery. No. Like like real people? Real people, yeah. Floyd? George Floyd, yeah. Okay. That was the thing. It was Cuz I don't know what the sh- what the say the name thing was. What's that about? I feel like the, like it's uh yeah, I can't remember like specifically um which case it was. I want to say it was George Floyd where it's like the way the news reports things, it's like you know, black man killed by police. Okay, and like and they don't say the name, the they victim, don't report the victims the name. aren't presented as human. They're presented as black man. Yeah, and so saying Candyman's name, it's like invoking the humanity of these victims. Okay, and that's that's how they play it in the yeah in the, sh- in the movie. So it's a he's a vehicle of justice in a way. Interesting. That's an interesting way to take it. Yeah. So it's it's terrifying, but it's also like empowering. Yeah, like I don't know if I like I would want Candyman on my side, <laughs> like morally. Like I know like there's a fight that needs to be fought. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I know he's a strong. I mean, force. that was that was sort of always his character. Like he wasn't just a a mindless killer. He was uh, a victim before. That's true. You know, he was coming to. He's a vengeance figure. Yeah. He's a Batman figure. Precisely. He's he's like the Batman. In this, in this, in this, in this. But he's really killy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's into bees. And <laughs> loves bees. <laughs> right. We're gonna have to make zo- Candyman references in zombies now. Mm-hmm. This this movie's gonna be so packed and so meta. Yeah. That it's gonna be impossible for anybody but scholars to really parse apart <laughs> you know you know there's gonna be whole fields of study you know how they have like uh shakespeare study and james joyce study yeah you know zombies study a zombies study <laughs> <laughs> we're got, we're on that kind of path folks yeah i started watching a show called yellow jackets and i've so far been very disappointed Not there's no bees no bee references <laughs> a soccer team called the Yellow Jackets. Uh, lame. Know, they're, I guess their mascot is the Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. But here's the story. This soccer team goes to goes to some like invited to some championship and they have to take a plane. Mm-hmm. The plane crashes in the wilderness and eventually they have to eat a human being to survive. Okay. Later on, they try to cover up the fact that they ate a human being as as adults in the real world. Shit. 
I don't get why there's such a stigma. Like if it's a survival situation, yeah, you, what's I mean, the I problem? Think, I think there might have been a murder to get well, to get yeah. the corpse. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's village rules. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is village law, people. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's within the state of Montana <laughs> doesn't mean it goes by the laws. If you're far enough in the wilderness, you're playing vil- village rules. <laughs> and that goes to the tribal council. And, and they draw lots, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They do what they do. Unless somebody was wearing a wire, it's free game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless we got a wire and proof here. Unless someone fucking taped that shit to their nipples, all plain red. <laughs> yeah, because that's not a fucking like, uh, <laughs> suspicious place to wear a wire through TSA. <laughs> It's a fine show. We watched the first two episodes. I wonder what would happen if you tried to wear a wire through TSA. Be like, you have to let me on this plane. (laughs) Just ask them. (laughs) They'll call you. (laughs) Say your number into my nips. Like, if you're wearing a wire in TSA, first off, you know the TSA is going to be like, look, we know you have a wire. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the one thing we do. (laughs) But maybe they have little QR codes, like metafoil, mm. in the, on their chest. Mm-hmm. And the TSA scans it yeah. with the wire and be like, not terrorists, <laughs> FBI. Every four, there's three from the FBI. Mm-hmm. And then one guy who's <laughs> getting it for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then they annually probe that man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's a show. I've also watched... Um, over Christmas, this show called Search Party. Have you heard of it? It's got a maybe Fun K as the lead role. Mm-hmm. The first season, she's looking for a missing friend. Mm-hmm. In the second season, uh, they're involved in a murder mm-hmm. where people are looking for that body. In the third season, people are searching for, for her because she was the person who did the murder. Damn. In the fourth season, she gets kidnapped by some crazy asshole. And then they search for her there. Jeez. So it's if like you're four involved in more than one search party in your lifetime, <laughs> you're doing something wrong. Four in a row? Like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs> like, I have no sympathy for four in a row search party person. <laughs> like, one of those search parties, you could have just said no. <laughs> You deserve that fourth one. Yeah. There it goes. You know, but it's a fine show. Mm. Have you seen Don't Look Up? I have not seen it. I've heard uh, heard things. You told me about it. You'd watch it with your family. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I was recommended it, but yeah. uh, no one told me anything. Mm. Anything. No one. That it, There was political content in it. Yeah. <laughs> And I watched it with my conservative family. And if you don't know, Don't Look Up is basically Meryl Streep doing a send-up of Donald Trump. And uh, the COVID thing. Mm -hmm. Instead of COVID, it's an asteroid coming to Earth. You know, Armageddon style. Yeah. And that was fun to just discover as it rolled out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my dad actually discovered it before I even realized that Mm -hmm. it was political in any way. Which I don't know how I was that slow, but like he realized it and like left for the basement and he just tinkered on his uh, Photoshop for like two hours after that. Mm-hmm. Completely skipped the movie. And it was because of the message because he said later on, I was like, yeah, I didn't no time for that kind of that kind of hippie bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom stuck it through because uh, it's Scott <laughs> <laughs> and he showed up. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like I accidentally impinged upon their worldviews mm. without meaning to. I'm, I'm kind well, of. Well, I mean, like, even though I kind of supported the movie, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Movie. Like, is happening upon a piece of art that like conflicts with your worldview uh, an impingement? Like, it's nice to ask questions about things, right? That's a thought. It's good to challenge yourself. That's a thought. Yeah. And they did portray prayer. In a, in a good way, okay. according to my mother. That's there. good. 
So that was a good concession. Yeah. If you're going to concede somewhere <laughs> where I can fucking have dinner with my family for the next three days, <laughs> that is the place to do it. <laughs> I mean, it was a fine movie. I I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. I thought it was more funny than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, it had, like, this bizarre scene at the beginning where this general walks in and everyone's waiting in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. This general walks in and he's like, you guys want snacks? I'm going to go get some snacks. And like, yeah. He comes back. He's like, oh, they charge an arm and a leg here. $10 a piece for like peanuts and stuff. And they're like, oh, fuck, really? Fine. Okay, here you go. And later on, because they have to wait a very long time to see the president, Meryl Streep. Yeah. They're, they're, they're led into like a common room. And they're like, yeah, it's in the fridge. No, just, just get what you want. It's the fucking White House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The general, for no reason, was like, <laughs> 10 bucks. 10 bucks each. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But that's like 40 bucks. So if I was a general, I'd do that. Yeah. Having seen that movie. So, like, it was mostly like that to me, mm. I suppose. And then, and then it was just like, wait a minute, this is exactly COVID. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere along the line. And I got to tell you, there's one part that really bugged me at the end. And I don't know why it bugged me, you know? Mm-hmm. So the spoiler alert, if you don't want to get to the end of the this movie. At the very end of the movie, like all of the rich people have escaped Earth. And they happen upon the next habitable planet, like mm-hmm. light years away. And they, they've uh, chirogenically frozen themselves. They all emerge from the spaceships naked mm-hmm. and into the field. So there's male street naked. There's fucking all sorts of people naked. And there's a guy who looks like Kid Rock naked. <laughs> and uh, Meryl Streep goes up to this like exotic bird looking creature. And she's just like, oh, crazy. What's this? And the bird creature just starts eating the shit out of Meryl Streep. Mm. Naked Meryl Streep. <laughs> the camera pans out and like you see the bird eating the kidneys of naked Meryl Streep in the corner. Mm-hmm. And that disturbed the shit out of me. It's supposed to be played for laughs mm-hmm. because earlier in the movie, the rich man was like, uh, the algorithm predicts you will be killed by uh, a boom terrypterix. And she's like, what's a boom terrypterix? And he's like, I don't know. They get to the planet and he's like, I guess that's a boom terrypterix. Mm-hmm. That's a big joke. Gotcha. And she, her kidneys are being eaten by, by a crazy ostrich creature. Yeah. And everyone's just kind of watching. It's a violent death. And it bothered me. I don't know why. Mm. Maybe it's because it's a bird. Maybe it was picking at the kidneys. And I didn't like that. But there's a line for me somewhere. think about it as a dinosaur. Am I a Puritan? I mean, I even seen it as a dinosaur. I don't want to see a dinosaur eat Meryl Streep's kidneys. Oh, maybe you just have a soft spot for Meryl Streep. Maybe that's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, because I never felt that way in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like Eddie Carr, he got eaten by two Mm T-Rexes over... Uh, Mercedes Benz. Yeah. Tear him right in half. Right in half. Gob him up. Mm-hmm. The hunter man, Roland, mm-hmm. said the Rex is already fed, so they're not looking for food right now. I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> but with Meryl Streep at the end of Don't Look Up, I was like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Don't eat the kidneys in front of me. And I think it was also like, because like you don't see in Jurassic Park, Comsing Nathan's like eating the kidneys out of someone's back. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is some vicious brutality, <laughs> animal nature shit. <laughs> yeah. Steven Spielberg is class. He's like, no, things are going to get, he's going to eat the person in half. We're going to have to watch him chew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a good movie. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the. Have I, have I told you a lot of uh, stories about my Catholic school? upbringing You've, every time you do it's it's a fucking trip mm. i just like you when you mentioned like oh that was a nice portrayal of prayer kind of brought me back oh yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> where'd you go uh we had a prayer class oh so you learned how you know what yeah. it's like um i was i was like kind of out atheist at that point <laughs> okay you and, really needed it <laughs> yeah and uh i kind of like our assignment was to write a prayer, right? And I thought it would be kind of uh, like f- facetious. Is that the word? Facetious? 
Yeah, sure. Like yeah. like a little more parody it be, than it anything. It would be kind of like it would be kind of cruel for me to write something that was like insincere. I thought. Okay, that makes sense. And so I, I kind of I was like, I don't want to do this. Cause it's not going to be genuine. It's going to be like it's going to be kind of me mocking you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, just 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 go ahead and do it. I was like, eh. I just I just wrote an essay instead about why I didn't want to do it. Okay. And she sent me the uh, guidance counselor. <laughs> what was the guidance you were counseled with? <laughs> I was like, well, I, I can't really do anything. I can't force it. Yeah, you didn't have any real good advice. No guidance for the guidance <laughs> Mr. Doan. I got sent to him a lot. More like Mr. Dunn. <laughs> Like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I'm going to give you faith. I'm a guidance counselor. I'm supposed to tell you if you're a good plumber or not. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm curious about like what a what a good representation of prayer is. For this movie, the, the resident Christian is uh, a punk kid who kind of believes but doesn't tell anybody about it. Mm. And uh, everyone knows the asteroid's coming. Mm-hmm. Nothing's saving them. And they're, and they're gathering for like a last dinner. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, someone's like, oh, we should pray. Should we? Well, I don't know how. And he's just like, fuck it. <laughs> and uh, everyone gathers hands and he just says some like, you know, oh, we are humble before before you and we hope in your glory. That is blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And uh, very humble prayer. Okay. So it sounds like it was sincere from the characters. It was sincere from the characters, and like they all took it sincerely. Okay, and they all took comfort in it, and it showed the value of it, which yeah. I which I agree with. When things are really dire, sometimes you don't want to be looking at logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the second Scott cast of the <laughs> night, January eighth, the the night of two Scott casts. <laughs> It's been a glorious time. So, uh, what what, do you, what have you learned today again? Um, I guess, boy, there's been a lot more media consumption than I thought. I even I watched Scanner Cop. <laughs> <laughs> what a drop! All right, <laughs> what's Scanner Cop? Uh, are you familiar with Scanners? It's the one with the head exploding. Yep. Okay. David Cronenberg. Yeah. Head explosion, like a kind of a telekinesis power the scanners have. Mm-hmm. So imagine a cop with those powers. <laughs> oh, <ooh. laughs> <laughs> He's getting justice done. Yeah. All right. Is he a good cop, bad cop? He's a good cop. Um, well, it's it's like a scanner is like a, it's a genetic thing. It's like a gene mutation. Okay. So his dad was a scanner, and he, um, there's pills that you use to suppress the scanner ability, because if you just let it go, then it'll right. drive you crazy. And so dad um, gave child scanner the pills because he cared about his child. Makes sense. But you don't want so the dad went crazy and got shot up by cops. Oh, okay. <laughs> in front of child. And the child was like, oh, cop, who just shot my dad? You're uh, my new dad. You're my new dad. <laughs> <laughs> Makes and sense. so, like, yeah, he he uh, gets fostered by this cop who murders dad and um, gets raised up, and he's a cop, and he's taking the pills still to suppress. And then there's this guy who starts murdering cops, and the cop's like, oh, we don't know how to catch this guy. If you stop taking your pills for a little bit, <laughs> you can blow his head. <laughs> <laughs> but just don't go crazy though. <laughs> like your dad. <laughs> uh, he went crazy. And so that's the, that's the movie. Okay. Does he end up going crazy with his scanner abilities? Um, he gets pretty close. There's a couple head explosions. There's one, I'd say there's one and a half head explosions. <laughs> one and a half. How do you a half? <laughs> Which half? <laughs> uh, well, the top spoilers back because no one's gonna watch Scanner Cop. Maybe the the mastermind. He uh, I can't remember if he was an, an original Scanner like victim, but he had a, a plate, a metal plate on his head. 
to, to prevent it blowing up. <laughs> so he had, he had like, uh, yeah, kind of some protection from the scanner ability. Okay. Um, but scanner cop, he's he's better than that. Yeah. <laughs> so he blew off half of that guy's head. Oh, the half without the plan. And an entire other person's head. Okay. Well, Jesus Christ, scanner cop. <laughs> Hope you got a warrant for that. <laughs> Good lord! What else did we know? What else, what else <laughs> have we? What else have we watched? I don't want to end the podcast until we bring you dry. I think that's that's about it. Yeah. I okay. talked About Candyman. We talked about Dune. Some. We talked about some popular movies. Yeah. Some uh, rare movies. I read an incredible amount of uh, Infinite Jest. <laughs> you did, and that was a while ago. And we're gonna fucking podcast about it later. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that's what I learned is that I I consume a lot of media and kind of forget. You yeah, you're just a sponge I, and yeah. like you don't you don't mark that you've done it. I only realize it when things remind me. You just you just consume it. Yeah. You don't you don't add it to a library like a badge. I'm like a you're a real kind some of kind of like almost like a virus. Just consume, consume, consume. Yeah. You're more of a virus than a collector. Yeah. yeah. You're, like like you're spreading to all this media. Has Ian watched it? Has it got the Ian Dixon yet? Watch out. It's going to get the Ian Dixon soon. <laughs> oh, Lloyd Lloyd Kaufman said that was a good movie. It's going to get Ian Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get hand. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty good shit. I mean, I learned that fucking Ian read 350 pages of Infinite Jest. I was assuming 50. <laughs> and I learned that our second wind had some had some good good stiff wind in it. Yeah. Good, good energy. These next two podcasts, I'm going to release them on Sundays. Sunday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. We're going to be a Sunday podcast. You heard it here. Okay. We're Sunday cast. Even if I have to just ramble into a microphone alone, I hope I won't do that. We're going to get Ian in here. We're going to get David in here. We're going to get random guests again that are awkward and don't know what to do. We've had that twice. Christopher Lemus, May 27th. Something like May 26th, I thought it was. May. 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 Yeah. Christopher Lemus in May. We'll get more details soon. It's going to be. We're, maybe we should do a video spectacular. Maybe, yeah. You we should, should do, celebrate Christopher Lemus with us. The Christopher Lemus spectacular documentary will come out June. I got that box set. We'll uh, maybe we'll stream like a. He did a fucking Sherlock Holmes movie. Is it public domain? I don't know. That'd be sweet because then we can literally stream it and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and just like uh, do it live. But like we could, we do like a. We do some stuff. We're going to be yeah. doing some Christopher Lee spectacular stuff for his hundredth birthday. It's going to be Christopher Lee month. Hell yeah! And it's going to center around Christopher Lee miss his birthday. There's no better way to celebrate May. We'll have tickets. We'll do a live show if there's no more viruses. That's probably about the time we'll be ramping up uh, zombies production too. Right, early we're, spring. We're gonna use the Christopher Lee miss as like a a way into the artist community to get free labor (laughs) (laughs) these people they put on Christopher Lemus oh well let's just give them free labor that's how I imagine the interaction will go in his honor will you let us stab you in the face with a Z B prosthetic they're like yeah how do you know Christopher Lemus shut up (laughs) (laughs) so here we are we're at the end it has happened and just for reference, we're listening to a crackling fire brought to you by Pluto TV, free TV for all, including a free crackling fireplace channel. Yes, and everybody likes a good crackling fireplace channel. It's not a Yule channel. It's not a Christmas channel. It's not a winter's channel. It's just a crackling log. You just put it on, and it's a good ambience. It makes you feel like you're at home. It makes you feel cozy. Mm-hmm. Um. What do the Danish call it? They have a word. We're not good with words today. We're not. It's like hizzy gomet or something. <laughs> but anyways, we're cozy. And we're signing off. Yeah. So, 
And favorite Ian Dixon. Well, thank you from here, here from us at the uh, super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We bid thee adieu. See you later, Scottcast getters. All hail Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. Mm-hmm. Look at that East fucking podcast. We just pulled it out of our ass. That's right. We had nothing. We did better than the one where we had something. <laughs>